Good afternoon. Welcome to Young News Podcast with your host, Johnny Phillips, on this Saturday, October 17, 2020, doing a solo edition of my podcast. Sean will be joining me tomorrow. And I just wanted to share a few of my thoughts about what's going on with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and what's going on in terms of the news that pretty much it's gone out that there's been an email and the email exchange made it very clear that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and his private company in Ukraine had a connection. And the connection was that the private company hired Hunter, paid Hunter to be on the board so that if they ever needed a political favor, such as, I don't know, fire the lead prosecutor who's investigating the company, they could ask Hunter to ask his son to take care of this problem that we have. That's called politics, ladies and gentlemen. You don't think Donald Trump in the past has done something very similar to what the Burisma company did? You don't think that he knows how to work certain people? You don't think he's made a couple of phone calls? Okay, you don't know, you don't think he's ever used leverage in that similar way? And I know what people are saying, well, it's illegal and it's terrible. No, like, you don't think Donald Trump's done things that are illegal? You don't think he's done things to rip people off in a bad way? He has, he has. But he understood leverage. He understood that I might be ripping him off and there might be consequences, but the consequences that are bad do not outweigh the consequences that will be good and profitable from this decision that I make. Okay, that's part of who Donald Trump is. That is not why you should be upset. What should upset you is that there's such a double standard that people held Trump when it came down to Ukraine to the highest level possible. I mean, to the point where they were going to remove him from office, right? They already had him impeached. They went through the process. It obviously failed. But the fact that there was so much scrutiny just for doing something very simple, which is you uh, want something from us, well, we we won't allow you to get something from us unless we have something in return. Like that's business 101, right? You have something, we have something. Let's negotiate, let's make a deal, right? Basic common sense, human sense, 101, you name it. Just very simple way of doing business, okay? Now you're gonna say, oh, but it was elite. Okay, here's the problem. The amount of media scrutiny that's taking place when Donald Trump did something that isn't ne not nowhere near the level of what Joe Biden and his son did. The fact that they were so, they scrutinized Donald Trump so horrendously and didn't lay a finger on Joe Biden, that's the issue. That's the issue. It's the same issue that happened last week. You have one debate where the moderator is just good old friends with good old Joe. And then you have another debate in which perfectly fine, the, the news anchor made it very clear that I'm going to grill you, grill you, grill you, grill you. And I'm going to try to make this as uncomfortable as possible. And if I have to come off as being a little nasty once in a while, that's perfectly fine because I want to take you down. And I want to show the whole world that I am the person who was able to take down Donald Trump and his town hall appearance in Florida. Well, it didn't really work, A. And B, again, shows the level, the double standard that the media has, how they have treated Donald Trump versus how they have treated Joe Biden. It's one of the reasons why you have people like me who would never even think about voting for Donald Trump in 2020, the way he's handled the economy, the way he's handled the debt and the deficits, and you name it. Just a ton of, there are so many issues that I can go down and just really grill the president on for his failure, for, for him failing left and right. But the one thing that might grab me to the polls is this hypocrisy, is this idea that the media can get away with this, that journalists, so-called journalists can get away with this type of hypocrisy. It's right in front of our eyes. You'd have to be blind not to see it. The bottom line is you have one situation, a person doing business, a person playing politics with the president, uh, I believe it was Zelensky at the time, and pretty much like, you do this, we do this for you, can we negotiate, can we make a deal? Totally scrutinized to the point of being impeached. The other guy also, does normal, like business is business, has his son, gets paid a lot of money from a private company who then will ask 
his son to reach out to his dad for some political favors. That is politics. That is the way the world works. Whether I like it, whether you like it, it doesn't matter. That's the way the world works. And so what I'm actually upset with on the right is that this story came out and they act like it's it's the it's it's terrible and it's horrendous and it's evil and it's so corrupt. It just shows you the kind of person Joe Biden is. Like, please, please. Donald Trump's been doing this his entire life. The only difference is the media and the journalists have held Joe Biden to a different standard than Donald Trump. And this standard has been so significantly different, okay, that it's gonna it's going to possibly walk me to the poll on November 3rd to vote for Donald Trump, right? I mean, this is ultimately where this has led a lot of Americans who won't say it publicly, and even to this day, I will not say that I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, but by gosh, if you ever could, if you ever could do enough things this past summer to get me to the polls, to actually pull the lever for Donald Trump, you have done so. And this is coming from someone who had no desire at all to vote this election. There were so many things across the board that I was incredibly infurious at the Republican Party. I would also say the Democratic Party, at classical liberals in this society who used to stick up for the little guy, who used to uh, uh, stare down big corporations. They've totally given up on that. I don't know where those classical liberal Democrats are. They don't exist anymore. They don't stand up to the corporation. Instead, they embrace the corporation as long as the corporation embraces their woke virtue signaling, uh, I am the best person ever, social justice type of movement, okay? And that's just the way I see it. So when we look at the situation that we're faced with today, the bottom line is it's politics. It's, it's exactly what happens when the government picks winners and losers. When the government picks winners and losers, there are private companies that say, look, here's the deal. We want to get on the good side of government. So you know what we do? We hire lobbyists, we have boards, we pay money, we bribe, we do whatever we can to get on the good side of government. And then all of a sudden we have an edge against someone who's either neutral with the government or bad on bad terms with the government. And that's exactly what happens when you start picking winners and losers, when you start subsidizing some private companies over other private companies. This is the type of situation you're gonna get. It breeds corruption and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's just what happens when government becomes so big and has encroached in so many different private businesses in which private businesses are tempted and will by nature look to the government to get certain subsidies, to get on the good side, and obviously have a, a, an advantage over other companies that are in their industry. So this is a situation that we face today. Look, the bottom line is there's hypocrisy and there's a double standard and it's so obvious and it's so, it's so bad. Uh, I, I wanna segue this right into really what took place on Twitter and Facebook. And again, you wanna walk me to the polls and vote for Donald Trump? Well, Twitter and Facebook, you're doing a fantastic job because when the White House press secretary uh, shares, shares the article about Hunter Biden, okay, and all of a sudden, that account is blocked. Something's up. Something's not right. I said the same thing when people were very skeptical of certain vaccines and they start getting blocked from YouTube and they start getting blocked all left and right on social media. Uh, I get, well, my ears pop up, right? They perk up, excuse me, right? I start saying something's not right. Something's not making sense. When someone's speech is silenced, okay, something just doesn't seem right. And when you have the White House press secretary pretty much have her Twitter account blocked, okay, uh, because she wants to share this article, that's just not a good look. Look, the bottom line, Twitter, if you're a platform, you got to let everyone on your platform. And if you don't want to be a platform and you want to select what views you want to uh, encourage and what views you want to discourage, if you want to select which 
which things you would like to show people and which things should not be shown to people, well now all of a sudden you fall no longer under the category of being a publisher, uh, sorry, as a, as a person who has a platform, but now you have to be a publisher. And the problem with that is, and why Twitter and Facebook, they don't wanna go down that road, is because if there are any falsehoods that take place in terms of what they decide to share and what they don't, now they're liable to obviously defamation lawsuits. And that's not something they wanna do, but the way they've been able to obviously avoid this how? Because they've always claimed that they're a platform. They allow all sorts of speech, obviously, uh, to be represented um, on their platforms. But look, here's the deal. I didn't realize, okay, last year when I made my prediction that Donald Trump was going to win this election in 2020. Well, I, I'm not, I, I was apathetic to it and, and sort of am apathetic to it because I don't think it's going to make a big difference overall socially. I, I, don't, I don't see it, but again, that's for another show. The bottom line is why I, I, I started thinking he had a shot was because they started going with this whole impeachment process. Look, if you think you're going to smash this guy and this guy has no chance to win a re-election, well, then quite frankly, why would you go through an impeachment process, right? Just let the guy one more year, let him fizzle out, you know, have Joe Biden, have Michelle Obama, put a Biden-Obama on the ticket. It'll automatically bring back nostalgic memories to a lot of Americans in which things were a little bit more civilized. Okay, and also with all due respect to Kamala Harris, the bottom line is Michelle Obama is just a likable person. Kamala Harris does not come off as a likable person. She also represents San Francisco politics, which is traditionally radically left, which is not the look you want to give the Biden campaign, especially when it's tried to distance itself so much from Bernie Sanders because the argument uh, Biden over Bernie was the fact that Biden would be able to reach out to the moderate voter. But having someone picked from San Francisco politics was just a bad idea, and she's not a likable person. You should have went with someone like Michelle Obama. I don't know. Obviously, maybe she wanted nothing of it. I think you just tell her, look, you don't have a choice. This is your role. This is what you're going to do. We want Barack back in the White House. We want Biden in the White House. We want, obviously, you and your husband to be able to... Um, uh, guide Biden in some of these situations. And look, here's the bottom line. They had an opportunity to do that and they didn't, they failed. And so one mistake after another, I believe the Democrats made. First, they went through uh, the, the whole impeachment process, which showed to me their vulnerability in 2020, okay? Uh, then came obviously COVID-19 and the bottom line is, is, I mean, they don't want to admit this, but it was a lot less severe than they actually thought or still think it is today, okay? And the data doesn't lie. Okay, and they don't like that. They would. They wanted to see more death. They wanted to see, obviously, uh, not just higher cases, but they wanted to see more chaos because they believe that this chaos will look bad on Donald Trump, very similar to what happened, obviously, with the George Floyd situation. So here's the bottom line. You have that situation last year that takes place, and I start thinking, man, I thought Joe Biden would be able to walk in pretty easily. And then all of a sudden, no. And then all of a sudden, you had the riots take place all across the country. I'm like, does anyone in the world think that this is a good thing for the suburban voter, specifically the suburban female voter, the spe specifically the suburban mom? This is a target that the Democrats have in terms of who they want to bring into their camp, and they want to have a lot more suburban moms vote for them. And, and this is what you want. You want riots. You want protests. You want cities on fire. You think that this is going to be very beneficial to your campaign. And obviously, this backfired. And I still think there are a lot of women out there, specifically moms, who look at some of the wing, the, some part, a, a part of the Democratic Party and says, holy smokes, I do not want this in my backyard because it starts in the cities and eventually it's going to go to the suburbs. And that part of the Democratic Party has made it very clear that, yes, it is coming to the suburbs, that, yes, we are coming to change your society, change your bourgeois lifestyle. And so that's something that I think, again, talk about mistakes made from the Biden side of things. Impeachment process goes the wrong way. COVID, Trump comes out in front 
before the Democrats do. It makes Democrats look bad. They can never say that they had a better prediction or a better decision-making process than the president, right? You can't because the only the only benefit could have been they say shut down things. Trump says no, keep everything open, and all of a sudden, a lot of people coming from China, a lot of people coming from Europe. There's no stoppage, and all of a sudden, the virus spreads, and it can be all blamed on Donald Trump. Unfortunately, he was ahead of the curve with that, so now they can't point to that. Well, maybe Donald Trump didn't want obviously things to go as bad. Uh, and he, you know, the, the the virus is much more severe than people thought. Well, no, actually, it's been a lot less severe than people thought. And even in places in which the economy was much more open, things have been relatively okay. Specifically, the South, and the South has been okay, and their economy has been better than the North. And so, it's really hard to say that by closing down an economy, that actually was a smart thing to do. In fact, right now, as every day goes by, it seems to be more and more the evidence is that down south, where things became more open, had a less detrimental impact on society that surrounds those specific areas. So, all of a sudden, you have all these come up, and then this right before the election, it just looks so bad. It looks so bad to the libertarian or the independent out there. Okay, that says, oh, wait a second. You have these two town halls. One guy treats one candidate like he's his best friend. And the other one wants to take that person down. Right? Enemy, friend. Enemy, friend. You watch both town halls. One person, I'm going to take you down. One person, I'm going to have a nice friendly conversation with you. And it's so obvious to the average independent voter out there. And this is what I'm very frustrated with. Like, do you not, do you think we're that stupid? Do you think the average independent voter out there is that stupid where they can't see a town hall on the left and a town hall on the right and see the difference in how the media treats the two candidates? Are they that, do they think that we're that stupid? Okay, and the answer is, well, yeah, I think they actually do. Okay, the other thing is, is that, so what? What are you going to do about it? That's ultimately where I think the media is. So what? So what? We blocked a New York Post story. What are you going to do about it? We, own, we have all the power. We can do anything we want. We have no one to keep us in check. We got everything we want right, in, right on the palm of our hands. And you know what? There's not much you can say to that. There's not much you can say to that. So that's the situation, obviously, that we are dealing with today. Look, there's a lot of things that can happen, obviously, between here and Election Day. I have never backed down from my prediction. I have seen it for the past year, what I believe is going to happen. I think it all started to me with the impeachment saying, okay, they think this is close. Because if they want to knock out Trump before the election, that means they actually think Trump's got a chance during the election of 2020. You see, if he wasn't a threat and they really thought he was off the rails and they thought that there was no way that this guy's win in 2020 election, the 2020 election, they're not going to try to take him out before the 2020 election. Now, it was a very brilliant strategy in a sense where I strongly believe had they taken out Donald Trump during this impeachment process, I can tell you right now, had they taken Donald Trump out, the Republican Party was finished. It was finished. And the Democrats would have won in a landslide, House, Senate, you name it. Supreme Court justices, uh, I mean, the list goes on. How it was in that way, it was a, it was a very good uh, situation. And to be honest, it was a very good segue because if you recall, I don't think I'm off here, but last year there was a whole Mueller report came out, so they got to spend a tremendous amount of time with a Russian Trump collusion narrative, and then all of a sudden that kind of fell apart with Mueller coming out and saying there's not enough to do anything to the president that a lot of people want us to do to the president. And um, whether you like it or not, nothing's going to happen to the president. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you have the impeachment situation. And then all of a sudden, Trump is in the clear. Boom, you got COVID-19. And all of a sudden, the country seems like it's doing okay. And there's there's not that much spread. And things don't seem to be bad. Boom, you have George Floyd's situation. You have Black Lives Matter. You have Antifa. You have all these riots. You have all these protests. You have all this uh, chaos that, that took place. Um, and then it's kind of led us to this point right here. It's led us to this point where, boom, you have a couple of weeks away from the election. 
and a serious hypocritical decision made by social media giants uh, and by our media when you have two debates that are totally opposite, okay, candidates treated totally different by the moderators, okay, and then you have social media that's treated the candidates totally different where there comes out to be a quote-unquote bombshell report about Trump's taxes, it's displayed all you, all over the social media. Who cares? Displayed everywhere you want, right? You display something about Hunter Biden, boom, shut down. Accounts blocked. So this is uh, my little solo podcast that I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, tomorrow we'll be back speaking a lot more with Sean about this topic, about COVID-19. And uh, look, man, you know, we're, ladies and gentlemen, we're about a little bit more than two weeks away from an election. And uh, it's interesting. It'll be very fascinating how the new how the next next two weeks really play out and uh, with that said i'll be back tomorrow have a good night